personified And I will drag you down And sell you out Run away I am Okay, I'm calling a moratorium. I'm going to give you a, a couple seconds to Google that word because I know you're not that bright. Look it up. M-O-R-A-T-O-R-I-U-M. Moratorium. Okay, I am calling a moratorium. The Steelers made the playoffs. I'm not quite sure how, but they did. And now they play at Kansas City on Sunday night. And while the odds are long, as in the Steelers are 12 and a half point underdogs, that's that's pretty long. Wait, what's it say here? 13. Long odds, like I said. Right now, right this second, the Chiefs and Steelers are tied. The score is nil-nil, like most games Arsenal play. So, I am imploring you, the citizens, to live in the now. This game is all that matters, if only because you never thought it was going to happen. Especially because you never thought it was going to happen. And so, I declare a moratorium. No more talking about who the damn quarterback is going to be next year because it's going to be Mason Rudolph and because it's not going to be Aaron Rodgers or Russ Wilson or Kirk Cousins or even Jimmy Garoppolo and because Ben Roethlisberger is the quarterback right now and this is Ben's last ever right now as a quarterback. So let's live in the right now while there still is a right now. Pay respect to Ben's last and fading fast right now. So, I declare a moratorium. Do not talk at all about who the quarterback is going to be next year. Not till at least midnight on Sunday. Maybe halftime, depending on how it goes. Because if you violate my moratorium, then guess what? You just made the list. The list is brought to Yins by Armstrong Comfort Solutions and by Matt Mertz Plumbing. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. My God, if we're going to talk about the next quarterback nonstop, at least let's wait till after Sunday night. Because after Sunday night, we're going to talk about it Till the first snap of week one, nonstop, and maybe even after that. So give it a rest right now. I declare a moratorium. Oh my God, I thought for a minute Liverpool played today. They play tomorrow. First game of the two games total goals, EFL Cup semifinals. Not that I think that's something we got to win, but. You want to win every game you play. If you win the the worst trophy, but it's your only trophy, it's a pretty good trophy. Four one two three 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 WXDX. It was very enjoyable to have Adam Crowley on for pure football. But now, if you'd like to talk hockey, I wouldn't mind making that move. Penguins four one winners last night at Los Angeles. Malkin with two goals in his first game back after knee surgery. Jeff Carter with the other two goals. Quite a return for Evgeny Malkin, and people like to think that 
That was an L for you, fat ass. Take your L, fat ass. Gino's great, fat ass. We love Gino, fat ass. Yeah, he had a great game. We knew he could score. And he did play the right way last night. Slot to slot, good decisions all over the rink, no dumb penalties. Let's hope that keeps up. Because, I'm sorry, that's a concern. Only if you're worried about winning. Now, if you just want to yank it and crank it and don't wake up and thank it while wearing your Gino jersey and nothing else and express your joy for Gino like one of those German water cannons, that's a different story. I can't help you with that. In fact, I pointedly will not help you with that. But Gino played great last night. But the one thing I keep coming back to is he's not Sid. He's not as good, never was, never will be. And they're not in the same class no matter how much people try to push that agenda, including the Penguins franchise, who have always presented Sid and Gino as equals. But, hey, fair play. Gino played terrific last night. I really like Jeff Carter on the wing, but even though we talked about that with Mike Rupp earlier, and I like Carter at wing. That's where he played in L.A. He scores more goals at wing, I think. I think. But with Jeff Carter, they need him at center. Because honestly, in their system, the goal scoring aside, he's not fast enough to play wing, not at his age. L.A. was a slow team. That's why he could play wing, and he did real well there. They did real well. They just had a different style, but that's not the Penguin style. So Carter needs to play center here, and that gives them a chance to put together three scoring lines, at least to some degree. Although when Zucker's back, I almost said, and he almost never scores, but but yeah, if you want strength down the middle, and it is the most important position on the rink besides goaltender, then you want to go with Sid, Gino, Carter, and Bluger. No question. But I don't hate Gino. I get accused of that all the time. I'm just providing objective analysis with an eye toward the Penguins winning, not your favorite player being called real keen by everybody. That's not hating, that's analysis, and that's objectivity, but in this time, I can see why that would confuse you, because so few really do it. Uh, Jari was tremendous last night. No goalie in the league, and this includes Vasilevsky. If Jari has something to hang his hat on, he reads the cross-ice pass perfectly and beats the shooter there. That is something Jari really excels at. He doesn't sell out and leave the short side, but he reads the cross-ice pass perfectly and beats the shooter there. Just tremendous stuff last night by Tristan Jari, who now leads the league in goals against. He's under two. He is playing exceptionally. I thought the defense played terrific. Latang's just a monster night in and night out. Good pinch and keep to set up uh, Jeff Carter's first goal by Virgil Van Pedersen. In the middle of that Penguins defense, he's uh, playing uh, very well. So that's what we got. I'd like to get some Penguin talk going, but we can get back to the Steelers. And one thing that I could see making the Steelers mad, not to the point where it inspires them to victory, is that they are getting disrespected quite a bit by the national media who give them no chance to win this game. We're going to hear what Nick Wright of Fox Sports had to say in just a little bit. It's really rough. It's a short soundbite. But it's like he kicks the Steelers in the nuts, then spits in their face while they're lying on the ground. It is brutal, but I'm not sure it's inaccurate. You can be brutal 
if you're inaccurate, I think that should be on the gravestone of this program. It's the Mark Man Show, 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark. Hey. How you doing? How you doing, buddy? Let me check. Let me see what I'm wearing today. Yep, my shoes cost more than your house. The X at 105.9. You know what I do laugh at? I have people saying on Twitter, because they're all Geno fans, and like I said, when he scored, they exploded sexually like a German water cannon. I like that imagery. I shouldn't, but I do. And people say, you don't know what you're talking about when it comes to hockey. Yo, let me tell you something. If there's one area of expertise where I absolutely 1,000% know what I'm talking about, it's hockey. There are very few people anywhere that know more about hockey than I do. It's been my passion. I've covered the Penguins since 1980. I've been going to the game since 1967. So if you want to say I'm a little shaky on football, I don't think I am. But then again, I don't go to many games, and I don't watch any games unless it's the Steelers. I get online, I pay attention closely, and I figure it out. But hockey, whoever's second to me in this town is very distant when it comes to actual knowledge of the game itself. Not memorizing stats, crap like that. The game itself, I can tell you not what happened, but also why it happened. 412-333. WXDX is the number to call. Hey, I understand a lot of you out there have unrequited love for Gino. He's a good-looking guy. I don't blame you. Actually, he's, he's really not, but but he's a great hockey player and played great last night. If you don't understand, I mean, Mike Rupp said that my fears are not unfounded, that Gino could disrupt the structure. That's the truth. He could. He didn't last night. But it's one game. Played great, though. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. Let's listen again to this soundbite by Nick Wright of Fox, where he just makes fun of the Steelers and their chances against Kansas City. Nick Wright, check out what he had to say. I'm coining a new phrase this morning, Wilds. Here's the phrase. Okay. Better than a buy. This is actually better than a buy. Get some cardio in, <laughs> knock off some rust. Get some cardio. Have no chance of losing. It <laughs> can work on cardio. some things and be just rolling when the playoffs actually start for the Chiefs the same weekend they've always started for the Chiefs under Mahomes, the divisional round. Yo, I honestly can't say that Nick Wright said one thing that's wrong. I think the Steelers have zero chance. Sorry, but that's what I think. How could you think that they would? They just got beat 36-10 by the same team two weeks ago. I've been asking for two days how the Steelers can close that gap, and nobody's answered that question. You know why? Because there is no answer. It ain't going to go good Sunday night. Can they keep it close? Maybe. I hope they do for Ben's sake. I think if the game is still in doubt to any small degree, Going into the fourth quarter, that's not a victory for the Steelers, but it's better than what I'm expecting, put it that way. 
Let's go to Bill in McKees Rocks. Bill, you're on with Mark. Yeah, Mark, I just wanted to let you know the three teams that the Chiefs lost to, the Steelers beat. So, okay, so I mean, what? You better do your homework when you're talking about that. And then also, oh, you're right. I you're right. Now, I got a question. I got a question. Shut up for a second. Shut up for a second. The Steelers are 12-and-a-half-point underdogs, so maybe you better do your homework when you're talking about this. You really think the Steelers can win? Come on. You really think the Steelers can win? Do your homework. Do you really think the you Steelers can win? Do you really think the yeah, Steelers I can win? F off. Goodbye. They're not, you know what? And now I can't wait. I hope you call after they lose by 30. I hope you remember this discussion. And you know what I'll say to you when you call up? Do your homework. They never had a chance. So let me see if I had this straight. And this goes for all you doofuses out there. You know what? Part of me really hopes you do think they can win. Because you deserve to have your hopes and your dreams shattered. Shattered on Sunday night while I sit in an expensive restaurant in Las Vegas and laugh and laugh, and laugh some more. But that Nimrod said that the Steelers beat the three teams that Kansas City lost to. Now, does that count more than the Steelers losing to Kansas City at Kansas City two weeks ago by 26 points and allowing Kansas City to score on their first four possessions and allowing Kansas City to lead 23-0 at halftime and 30 to nothing? In the third quarter, now, now, sir, is that is that undone by the Steelers having beat the three teams the Chiefs lost to, or perhaps have you not done your homework? You know what's funny? Every time I say, you know what, I'd like to see the Steelers win. It'd be good for Ben, good for him on his way out the door. It's not going to happen, but we can dream a little bit. I get a call like that that makes me too messant with anticipation for when they get their ass handed to them. That's what I'm waiting for now. That's what I'm rooting for now, for them to get their ass handed to them. But I don't have to root. I don't have to want that to happen. It's just what's going to happen. And everyone knows it's going to happen. And Vegas knows it's going to happen. Because I look at this objectively. I'm not some, and really, it is just how you want people to be now. You want fanboys on the radio like 93.7 The Fanboy, but I'm not going to be that way ever, ever. And if it gets me fired, if it gets me retired, I'll be rich when it happens. Chase in Greensburg, you're on with Double M. Super genius. How are you doing? Yeah. Um, I think you're being unfair. I don't think the Steelers have zero chance. I think uh, there is that chance that with how uh, contagious the Omicron variant is that Mahomes and all the other all-stars on the Chiefs, you know, potentially get sick. A now, you see, you thought you'd be funny, and it didn't work. <laughs> Goodbye. The worst thing in entertainment is somebody who thinks they're funny and isn't. It is the worst thing in entertainment. I'd actually like to take some calls on Cobra Kai now that I've seen the entire season four. It was real busy. I'll tell you, i got to give credit. The fight scenes between the kids at the tournament. And as far as I can tell, it's the it's the actors performing the fight scenes themselves. They are so well scripted, so well laid out, so well filmed, just really, really good. Uh I, I, I don't think this was the best season of Cobra Kai. I thought it got a little a little it dragged some in the middle. I think there were too many characters they tried to get involved, although Paul Walter Hauser's character 
who came back after an absence. I don't like the character. I think it's a stupid character. And if you notice, Paul Walter Hauser plays the same character in every single thing he appears in. Whether it was that Richard Jewell movie about the security guard at the Atlanta Olympics who got vilified for planting a bomb, but it turned out he didn't, and he was a hero, but nobody really believed that afterwards, or the media didn't report it with the same fervor that they reported the untruth about him prior. Uh, in I, Tanya, he plays the dopey sidekick of Jeff Galoli. He's basically playing the same character in every role, and uh, Cobra Kai was no exception, but it turned out that he had a uh, big impact at the end of the day. Let's go to John in Jacksonville. John, you're on with Double M. Hi, Mr. Madden. Um, just want to preface this by saying I don't think the Steelers are going to win on Sunday night, but I give them a better shot than anybody should have given the Tim Tebow-led Denver Broncos when they beat the Steelers. So I yeah, think there is a shot. I, I, I don't know about that. That was a home game for Denver. It was a home game for Denver, but they were playing without an actual quarterback at quarterback. I yeah, except they beat, except he beat the Steelers. Exactly, and we were we looked like juggernauts that year. I'm not saying okay. We so were, let me but, see if I have this right. Tim Tebow played well enough to get the Denver Broncos in the playoffs and beat the Steelers. And you're saying he wasn't really a quarterback. Uh, you think he was a starting NFL caliber quarterback? I think he was that year. Uh, well, then I think maybe t- on Sunday night the Steelers. You, you know what I? You know what I think is kind of sad is that you called the show thinking that Tim Tebow. And something he did, what was it, a decade ago now, is relevant to this game. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Matt in Bridgeville. Matt, you're on with Double M. What are you going to say to that guy if the Steelers do win? Well, I won't even know who he is, so it won't matter. Well, you can say it on the air. Are you going to apologize? No, no. You, you and him can both go screw, Matt from Bridgeville. You're not too far away, are you? You must live in the scummy part. Still there, Matt, or are we done? Good. Let's go to – you know what? I mean, everybody turns this into a blood feud because I think the Steelers are going to lose and because I don't think Geno's is going to sit. Like, the amount of abuse, personal abuse I get because of things I think regarding your precious sports teams and sports heroes, it's not right, but I make so much money it doesn't matter. Let's go to Flipper. Flipper, you're on with Double M. Double M, what's up? Hi, Flipper. Uh, I agree with you that the Steelers have their work cut out for them, but I'm a diehard fan, so I'm always going to believe. My question I to would you, love, sir, is... Flipper, I would love to see them win. I would love to see them win. You know why? You know who benefits I, I, when I, they win? Me. I benefit. That's who. Mark Madden, the super genius. I benefit. My question to you, sir, is did you catch any of the DV morning show this morning? Uh with Merrill Hodge? I was literally on it, but I, I did not catch the Merrill Hodge part, no. He, he said that he believes the Steelers could win because the last time that the Steelers played KC this year, well, of course, the Steelers uh, made a ton of mental mistakes. They did make a ton they of mistakes, but of course, of course Merrill's going to say that. You think Merrill was going to go on the DVE morning show and tell the truth about Kansas City going to kill the Steelers in the playoffs? You really think Merrill Hodge... I'm heard- was going to do that? I've, I've heard him. I've heard him talk. You know, I think he tells it like it is. 
Yeah. But do you think yeah. if the Steelers if, if, he, if he thinks the Steelers could win this game, he is not telling it like it is. Well, do you think if the Steelers don't make all those mental mistakes, they have Yeah, to they would have won, and they'll win this week. Thank you for the call. I have no doubt they're going to win. And by the way, what mental mistakes did they make? It's easy to say that, not so easy to recite them. Let's go to Frank in Pittsburgh. Frank, you're on with Double M. Big sexy. Hi. Hey, this game, although I do agree with you, uh, the chances of them getting slaughtered are probably fairly good. But doesn't it remind you a little bit of that 05 team that went up to Indy and got railed? No. You know, on Monday night? No. No. No, I'll tell you why. Want me to give you a few reasons why? Yeah, sure. Hampton, Kiesel, Aaron Smith, Farrier, Foot, Porter, Pulamalu, Fanica, Harding, Starks, Marvell Smith, Heinz Ward. Totally agree. But, you know, you this got team ain't DJ. that team. This situation is not that situation. I got you. It just, it, it just like, eerily re- like reminds me of that. No, of, no, you know, it, it doesn't go. remind me of that even a little bit, not even remotely. Gotcha. Thank you for the call. All right, we've got a bunch of calls. We'll get to just around the corner. Steelers are going to win. No doubt about it. I can't wait. And like I said, very seriously, and you need to know this, if the Steelers win, I benefit. So I don't want them to lose. I want them to win. But I'm telling you the truth. My God, it's so rare when you get told the truth on Pittsburgh Sports Radio. When you hear it, it sounds like a lie. 105.90X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. This is Bob Hope. Hi, this is. How you doing? The one, hey, uh, you know what? Why this? Call back when you're coherent. The X at 105.9. Got Liverpool Arsenal tomorrow in the first leg of the EFL Cup. That'll ruin the show. I thought the shows this week so far have been really good, so if I have a bad one tomorrow, it should be no great negative reflection. And uh, then on Saturday, Chelsea and Man City. I never thought I'd say this, but I need Chelsea to win to keep Liverpool in the hunt for first place. Then Sunday, Liverpool play Brentwood, and I'm off to Vegas in the afternoon. Uh, let's go to Christian and Beaver. Christian, you're on with Double M. I said good day, Mark. I said good day. All right. I was calling to agree with you. For uh, like, let's, Let me preface this by saying I'm a diehard Steelers fan. Steelers have absolutely zero chance of winning against Kansas City at Kansas City. Last time we played them, they had no Kelsey, and this is well. Now, now, full disclosure: the Steelers had T.J. Watt playing very hurt. Oh, I agree. And he couldn't do much. But I think if you just look at the teams, it's not about one guy being healthy, a guy being available who wasn't then. The gap between the teams is cataclysmic, and I can't think of any way strategically to close it. The personnel isn't going to change between now and Sunday. The only thing the Steelers can do is get lucky, and they would have to get real lucky. We can't score points against one of the best offenses in the NFL. We yeah. We for third down conversions like other teams do for touchdowns. You're pre- preaching to the choir, uh, my brother. I think that the Steelers had to, you know, do everything in their power and get a little bit lucky, too, to beat Baltimore and Cleveland these past two weeks. And, and – the Chiefs ain't the Ravens or Browns. There's just such a jump up in class. Oh, absolutely. And for the them to the 05 Steelers, that's just blasphemy. 05 Steelers, tremendous D, great offensive line, young talent, not just 
no comparison. Well, this is the worst team of the Roethlisberger era. Ben was just coming into his own back then. Ben's just hanging on for dear life at the end right now. Let's go to Eric. Eric, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Uh, I was just wondering, do you think that if the Penguins will try to pick up a backup goalie at the deadline, and what do you think they'd be willing to part with? Well, I would, but I wouldn't part with much. And part of me says that if Jari got hurt or stumbled like he did last year, it wouldn't matter who the backup goalie was. But, yeah, in theory, I would like a better plan B. I'd like maybe a better right-sided defenseman than Ruedel. But where where the trade deadline really gets impacted by how the Penguins are playing is that they're not going to trade Malkin or Latang. Now, maybe that was never in the books, but now they definitely aren't going to do it. They just really can't do it. Yeah, I agree. Thank Thank you for the call. Some bad news. Uh, The famed vocalist Ronnie Spector died. She was 78. Just a, a classic female voice in the salad days of rock and roll. So Ronnie Spector, R.I.P. Uh, let's go to Otto in Forest Hills. Otto, you're on with Double M. Uh, hi, Mark. Um, Tristan Jarrett has been having a great season and is probably a Vesna finalist at this point. Well, but if he for him to be a Vesna finalist, that would be coming out of nowhere despite his numbers. I, I know what you mean, but sometimes you don't get to be a Vesna finalist till the second year you should be a Vesna finalist. But, yeah, right now he definitely deserves it. All right, fair enough. But if he underperforms in the playoffs again, do you think Penguins will look for a different goalie next year? Define underperforms in the playoffs. Uh, a similar performance to last year. Uh, that's a good question. If he played that bad in the playoffs, if he was the reason they lost the series again, in other words, right? Yes. I uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know what they'd do. I think they're really committed to him, but uh, – I think that would have to some degree shake their commitment. Thank you for the call. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. Let's go to Ryan in Greensburg. Ryan, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Um, Here's something to reflect on. Um, Back in the 90s, the Penguins had two great centers. Of course, Mario Lemieux and Ron Francis, two incredible players with uh, a gap in talent between them. Today, we have two great centers with a larger gap between them in talent, specifically Sid and Gino. It would have been insane for anybody to say Ron Francis was better than Mario, and today we have people saying Gino is better than Sid. I don't think anybody's saying Gino's better than Sid, not even the – the Geno Maniacs, but I think they're, they think they're relatively equal and they're not close to relatively equal. And don't That's forget, part, 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 of the, part of the thing is that the Penguins have always presented Geno and Sid as equal. Whereas with Ronnie Francis, the moment that he got traded for from Hartford, Badger Bob called him in and said, listen, don't know if you've heard, but we have this kid named Lemieux here. You're not the number one center. That conversation actually happened. So, um, and Ronnie was real good, but nobody thought he was in even in Lemieux's class. Gino's not in Sid's class either. So, yeah, you you have a bit of a point with that comparison. Thanks, Mark. Have a good night. Thank you. Four one two three 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 WXDX. It's not time to ask Mark anything. Four one two three three three. WXDX is the number to call. It's the Mark Man Show 105.9.
now, the super genius, Mark Madden. He don't do nothing but win. He just knows how to win. Super G, loud and proud. He is horrible. He is terrible. The X at 105.9. I've become what I hate. I stare at my phone all the time. You hear I get texts during the show. I suck. I've become that guy. I suck. That doesn't mean you don't want to call and ask Mark anything, though. I hope you still do. Dial 412-333-WXDX. It really does uh, get me not pissed and not sad, but maybe somewhere in between. You know, I question whether Gino will hurt the Penguin structure, and I get really badly personally insulted on Twitter. I think the Steelers are going to get killed by Kansas City, and I get really badly personally insulted on Twitter. Just because I have a different opinion on sports and because I'm not a home team fanboy, it doesn't mean everything should be turned into a blood feud whenever I have an opinion you disagree with. People say I hate the Steelers or hate Geno. I don't hate anybody. But you say I hate because my opinion is different than yours. And you're always right, so obviously I'm a hater. So in the true spirit of hating, anyone who thinks that can G-F-Y. Let's go to uh, Elliot and Altoona. Elliot, you're on with Double M. Mark, big fan. Hey, I was uh, I had a great idea last night. And, okay. Uh, it's a win-win for the Steelers, the Pittsburgh area, and uh, Antonio Brown. So – we hit him up. We get him for these three next games or four games. He no, goodbye. Super- Let's go to John in North Hills. John, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Good talking to you. Uh, good fan. Um, the probability of seeing that the Jaguars won against the Colts versus the Steelers actually beating Kansas City. The Steelers are much What's better than Jacksonville. But Kansas City is much better than Indianapolis. And Kansas City's not the kind of team to lose this game, if that makes any sense. Indianapolis is the kind of team to lose that game. Kansas City is a cut above in terms of talent and in terms of class in a situation like this. I agree 100%. One more question. Are you happy Gino is back? Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't I be? Absolutely. Well, you hear everybody, you know. I, I, I know you're a Penguins fan above none and all the rest. Everybody so, everybody wants uh, to christen me a hater. I am I am a lot more full of love than most people on Twitter. I could tell you I that. Met you per- I met you in person a couple times before. You are a really good guy. I'm the greatest. So. Let's go to uh, Vic in the car. Vic, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. How's it going? Good. Good. Um, now that Cobra Kai's over and Chosen showed up at the end, how do you think they're going to screw Johnny on that? And then my second question is, with John Kreese and being in jail, do you think he'll meet up with Mike Barnes or even, like, Dutch? <laughs> Isn't Dutch dead, the actor who played Dutch? No, I mean, I don't think, I'm not sure, but I know well, whatever what, One of Johnny's old season? Cobra Kai gang died uh, early in the early. Who was that? That was Bobby. Okay, um. I don't know. Mike Barnes is like the only character left to bring back, isn't he? I think so. I mean, I, like I said, I mean, I, I know when they, they were all sitting there in the bar, um, they had like a Cobra Kai reunion. They said Dutch was in the prison. 
And no. that's why it made me like think Dutch. I think that's a bit of a stretch. I think the only significant character to bring back is karate bad boy Mike Barnes. Or you can right. bring back Snake. If you're going to be a bad boy in L.A., Snake's the boys to be bad with. That is true. That is true. So, um, All right, buddy. I, I, I don't know. I, I think Johnny's going to be kind of out of the picture. I think he's going to be hunting down Miguel as Miguel tries to track down his wayward father. Let's go to Polly in Bethel Park. Polly, you're on with Mark. Hi, Mark. Hi, Polly. I was, wondering, I was wondering if you are on any dating apps or if you've ever tried no. dating online. No, no. no. Oh, okay. uh, Polly, I'm very content to be alone. People don't like to understand that, but I was single parent, only child. You get used to being alone and you like it. I mean, that's not to say I my mother that. and grandmother and aunt didn't dote on me, but uh, I was alone a lot and I didn't mind it. I still don't. Oh, cool. Okay. Thank you so much. Let's go to Joe in Northeast Ohio. Joe, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. You've uh, often said that Tony Khan at AEW has 15 pounds of sugar in a five-pound sack. If you were him, would you start cutting talent or try to expand television program, be that through TBS or another network? Well, they're already losing a ton of money, you know. They're losing I'm a ton of money. That AEW is a rich guy's hobby. They're losing a ton of money. Uh, somebody in AEW told me that the top paid 14 people on the roster consume all of the TV contract. So they're definitely losing money. Uh, I, I would have never brought in a lot of this talent. I never would have brought in Danielson and Punk. They didn't need them. You know, the promotion was built on the young guys, the guys who weren't overexposed on WWE TV. I would not have brought in so Kyle O'Reilly. Nobody's ever even heard of Kyle O'Reilly. Nobody's ever turned on a TV to watch Kyle O'Reilly. You just don't need guys like that. They're super serving the internet fans instead of trying to expand their audience. So what would you do if you were Tony now? I'd get rid of half the people. But I never would have brought them in. Got it. What would you do? Thank you. What would you do? I think I'd try to... I think I'd try to raise revenue by expanding television. He's got enough talent. Bro, you, you just don't get it. I mean, you're, oh, you're, but you're, but you're very typical of a new wrestling fan who thinks that it's about having great matches as opposed to drawing money. No, I'm, I said I would try to expand revenue. I'm looking at it from a business perspective, but I don't have the insight you do, Mark. That's true. You, you don't. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Ken in Springdale. Ken, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Good evening. Good evening. Hey, Mark, my question is, uh, between Morehouse, you know, uh, Burke and uh, Hextall, who makes the decisions and who is ultimately answerable to who? Uh, Morehouse has no input in hockey operations, so I'm not sure what your question is. Well, I'm I'm thinking, like, if there's a trade made or if there's an acquisition. Morehouse has no input to trades. The only time I've ever heard Mario had input on a trade was when he advised Ray Shiro to acquire Marion Hosa at the trade deadline in 2008. That is literally the only time. If it happened more, I would know about it. Um, okay, so what about now with between Burke and uh, Hextall? You know, you always hear between the two of them, you always hear Burke and Hextall. Hextall, Hextall, and Burke. Hextall, Hextall is Who the, actually makes a decision? I would answer the question if you'd shut up. I'm listening. Hextall is the general manager. Burke is an advisor. Hextall makes the final decision. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Let's go to John in Bridgeville. John, ask Mark anything. 
Hey, Mark, I'm heading out to Las Vegas in a few weeks, and I wondered if you had any recommendations for accommodations. Every place. No place sucks. What are you going out there to see? Well, my wife loves John Legend, so we're going out to see him. Okay, where is he appearing? What what venue? No. I can't be bothered with the details. Well, then you're going to get someplace. <laughs> like, I always, if I'm going to see a concert or a game, I always stay uh-huh. at, a, at, a, at, a, at a casino that's within walking distance of what I want to see. Okay. So well, thank if, you for the tip. I don't know where John Legend is playing, but if he's playing at T-Mobile, I would stay at New York, New York, or at Excalibur. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Bandit in Beaver County. Bandit, you're on with Double M. Hello, good sir. Good afternoon. If you were the head booker, Cobra Kai Season 5, where would you take the series? I don't know if there's many places other than what you said, bringing back the bad boy. It's about it. That's a good Ryan question. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what Corey's they do with dad, Trace. I mean, they still got to address that, you know? I don't know. I don't know what. Well, I think, like, do you think, did you watch this whole season, right? Yeah, Miguel's dad, too. They got to play into that. Yeah, There's a lot of branches they can go off with this. Yeah? I, I put it this way: I think there will be less karate in the final season than ever before. Uh, I got you. Yeah. Now, um, now, did, did you get the impression that uh, that uh, that? Uh, oh God, what's Johnny's kid? Um, what Robbie? Yeah, that Robbie and Tori had sex at the prom. They kind of alluded to it. The car scene. That was the you first know, time that was even teased, that wasn't bit, it? You know. Uh, did they tease with? Uh, I don't know if they tell. Then again, they, back when when Tori first entered the entered the series, they teased that she was sleeping with her landlord to pay rent. Remember that? Oh uh, well, yeah, yeah. He he was trying to. Yeah, then Crease stood up for her, and then you kind of saw Crease's side. Last season was a lot of Crease. I didn't I didn't enjoy that too much, but I got the point of it. You know, do you, do you think they story. can? Do you think they can turn Crease into a good guy? Do you think that's the intent? Absolutely. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be the. Uh, I think him. Yeah, I could see him coming back. He's definitely not gonna be with Cobra Kai. I could see him in the background somewhere, but yeah, but nobody no, nobody will trust him. I know, I know, but you got to get. I mean, they tried they tried once in the early season. What was it, season two? Where he popped in, they tried to give him a chance, and then at the end, he kind of yeah. But you could see he, he was, was working it when they tried to make him into a little bit of a baby face. You could tell that he was working it. So. Exactly. Well, thank you for the call. Let's wrap it up. All right, another great show today, and I mean that very sincerely. We'll do another great show tomorrow here on 105.9 The X.